Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to a very special episode of the Captain America comic book fans podcast. It's episode 150. I can't believe it. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Verbonis, and as always, we're joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That is one Mr. Bob Lucius. Oh, Bob. Have no fear. It is I. Super. <laughs> what is it? Finish oh, it, Bob. Grover. <laughs> Super Grover. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Now, why did I greet you with that one this, this episode, Bob? Because you're a big Sesame Street fan. Oh, who isn't? You know? Guys our age? Come on. You are a fan of the monster at the end of this book? Okay. Was that sure. Elmo? No, that was Grover. Right. That was Grover. Yeah. 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 All right. You remember Grover, right? Yeah. Yes, and he had, of course. And then he had, he was a superhero. He was. He yeah. had a costume identity. We wore a cape and he wore some sort of like knight helmet. Yep. yep. Right? Indeed. And he, and he would say... Have no fear. It is I, Super Grover. Right? Yes. Something like that. Classic yeah. stuff. Now, yes. why do you think I'm, really, why do you think I'm saying hello to you that today? Could it be because of our guest tonight, Rick? We do. We have a guest tonight. It is Matthew Glover. And uh, back when he, uh, he was, he gave us a, a five-star review on Apple, which was very nice of him. And he, he signed it like Glover, Glover, sorry, I'm probably saying it, Glover, um, some numbers, right? And uh, I think you and I kind of, uh, or maybe I just kind of joked about it. And I said something about it being, you know, maybe it's, it's Grover, super Grover. And then I think I did a little here, there. <laughs> Right. I think I did that for, I don't know. I, I seem to recall that, but, yeah. uh, and yeah. then, uh, anyway, so, um, turns out, uh, Glover number, 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 uh, who gave us the thing was, uh, one other than Matthew Glover who became a patron of the show and he became a super soldier patron, uh, which is the highest level you can do. And one of the things that we started doing earlier this year is a nightcap series and, where we have uh, our super patriots or sorry, our super soldiers uh, come on and they get to pick the topic. And we got a, a fun topic uh, that Matthew picked for that today. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Bob, how's your week been going? Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah. No, you living in the eighties. It's been fine. It's been, you know, it's been great actually feeling good, feeling productive. Yeah. Right? I don't know the if vid. I'm over the vid. Yep. The, the vid is behind me now and uh -huh. uh, I'm feeling good. And like I said, back at work and we got about another, what, another week before school starts down here in Florida. So we're That's wrapping crazy. up our preparation to ship the kid off to eighth grade. And uh, yeah, I, I cleaned up the garage a little bit today. So yeah, I'm feeling super accomplished in my life. Actually, you know, this episode comes out August 23rd. So hasn't he been back to school? Yeah, uh, a he's, bit by he's, now? Sick, he's sick of it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, you know, I'll tell you a little funny story. So I said, Bobby, what's your big, uh, Bobby's my son. And I mm -hmm. said, Bobby, what's your, what's your big goal this year? You know, eighth mm -hmm. grade, last year, middle school, before you enter in the big high school. Big man on campus. Big man on campus. He's been waiting for this, right? So mm -hmm. he's got his new attire, his new sneak 
bikes, you know, backpack, you know, a Jansport backpack. He wanted the Jansport this year. Did he take you know? his sneakers out of the box? I'm just curious. He, he did. He did. Yeah, but he's wearing the boxes around right now. So I said, what's your big goal this year? And he's like, hey, dad, big goal this year? Girlfriend. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, isn't that going to be tough? Because like you're in eighth grade. You've been there for like, this will be your third year. All the girls know you now. Oh. And he said, he said, I'm really hoping for a transfer student. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who doesn't really know my deal yet. Uh -huh. I said, oh yeah, that's probably your best bet. Maybe even someone who doesn't speak English. That would be good. Or blind. Yeah, that'd be totally yeah. good. Yeah. Wasn't it everybody's uh, little fantasy there? Like, oh, the French the little oh, French right, right. girl, you know, yeah, like right. exchange student. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So right. Yeah. I like well, to be well, supportive uh, in that way. So yeah, you're yeah. you're a great dad. Yeah. Um, does he like being called uh, a little version of you? Um, I I don't think he realizes he is. Like everybody, <laughs> I think even he thinks. Like he looked at his passport when we went on a recent trip, and he's uh -huh. like, "Why does it say Robert?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, that's your name." And he's like, "No, my name's Bobby." And I'm like, "Hey, dummy." <laughs> That's my He's name too. He's never been called Robert at school. None no. of the kids have been like doing roll call going, Robert. No, he's always been Bobby. So uh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that has to end. Like as soon as you hit 18, that, that shit ends. Excuse my yeah. language. I'm like, I do not trust. This is my person. This is like, I don't open things in boxes. I also don't trust grown men that have a, have a Y at the end of their name. What about an IE? Oh, no, that's can even, you do an IE? No, that's that's even that's even more difficult. In fact, the first year of his life, it was B-O-B-I-E. And then I, I was like, honey, but isn't that like know, a yeah, like a girl's version? It of is, it? right? Yeah. yeah. Not that there's I anything said, wrong with that. No, no, no. I don't know. No, I'm not that way, but it's yeah. B-O-B-B-Y, right? And I'm like, I do not uh -huh. trust any adult male whose last name ends with Y. So no Jimmy's, Tommy's, Bobby's, Billy's. Freddie, none of those. I had someone today via email. This was a, I'm looking for a, a, a car. Um, you know, my daughter's turning 17 this month and she's getting her license. And so needed looking for a car. And so, you know, you send an, I sent an email in to, to check out this particular dealership. And, you know, this woman gets back to me and uh we we had a couple exchanges via email and then on the last one she called me ricky no 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 <laughs> i was block. like i was like i don't no, know if ricky, i'm gonna come in come now. on yeah <laughs> no see that's that's my point right yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i think this is because i think you know my my wife uh used to be a politician yeah. And she ran for Congress and she and ran then, against, uh, and she ran they against, found you in her closet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was an issue for a lot of them. But in any case, uh, there were some newspaper articles about me, but uh -huh. she, her opponent was Jimmy. Uh huh. And I'm like, how can anyone, you know, how can this even be a competition? You know, you just pissed off about 15% of our <laughs> listeners, right? Probably so. I'm sorry. It's just one of those things. I don't open things in boxes. I don't trust grown men with Y at the end of their name. I got two hangups in life, man. Uh, are we counting? You mean <laughs> you mean like the first five minutes of this podcast? Uh, oh, well. all right. Why are we here? Oh well, yeah, we're going. We're doing uh, the whole nightcap series, but um, we do have. You know, speaking of uh, the review uh, that uh, Super Glover gave us, um, we we do have a new review on Apple uh, Podcast, Bob. Shall I read it? Please, the, the, you know, I, I, I live and die by these. Here is uh, the most recent. 
And the this one is from Agent Off White. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh and the title of this one is Let's Wrap with Cap. Good news, Cap fans. You just found the podcast you've been craving. A fan celebration of our favorite hero with a side of creator access. The character of Steve Rogers is why you came here, but the character of Rick and Bob is why you'll stay. And after a few episodes, what would Cap do? He'd write a review himself. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, thank you, Agent. I, we we appreciate that. I love the, the, the side of creator access because that reviewer has no idea what you have lined up, Rick. I know. I got I got a couple of good ones coming up here sure soon. Sure have you hooked them? Woo! Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, this is episode one fifty, and um, one fifty one is also a, a very special episode. Stick around for the at the end of this episode, and I will give you. I've already said right. We're going to be doing a Captain America fantasy draft. I am so excited about this. Bob and I are going to be picking our teams of 10 characters. We're going to go back and forth, but there's parameters, Bob, and I will mm. share those parameters at the end of this episode because I love when you use big words. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. It, I have a very big vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Nice and, and then, uh, and then after that one episode, 152, we have a special creator coming on the show. And uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, but you know I think we've we've left uh, poor Mister Glover in the green room a little too long, Bob. Should yeah. we we let him yeah. out? Yeah, he's probably done his brown M and M's. Do we have to go back to that? I can explain yeah. that to people yeah. if they don't understand. It's all right. No. Okay. No, I, I, people just oh. have preferences. That's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show, Matthew Glover. Hello, thank you for having me. And is it Glover? Glover? I should it's Glover, right? Glover, like a glove. Okay. And it's is and, and Bob likes to call you Maddie. Is that okay? <laughs> not. No, I, was, no. I thought it was a Mathu. Was I saying it wrong? Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> My enemies call me Mathu. Mathu, okay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. that's right, because uh of what you do for a living. We'll get into that in a second. Right, but right. um do you go do you go by Matthew? I do. Okay. And you hate it when people call just take the liberty and call you Matt? Oh no, I I'm I've got I've gone by Matt like that was like my high school college name. And then I became an adult and said I should probably go by my whole name. Oh wow. So you yeah, take the, I, the 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 same yeah. thing that Bob here goes by, although not really, because he should be called Robert. I, I know, mean, I, yeah, I I go by Bob, but you know what? Rick, Rick, are you a are you a Rick, Rick or a Richard? Rick, I'm a Richard. Are yeah. you Richard? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, but I I uh, things I know things I learn about you. Yeah, yeah. the The only people who call me Richard are uh, my mom, uh, and my ex wife when she's trying to piss me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I always feel yeah. when I hear it, I cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I actually became Rick the first day uh, of, of high school. Uh, on the very first day of high school, someone said, what's your name? And I was like, Rick. And I've been Rick ever since. Yeah. Here's another synchronicity. You want to hear another synchronicity? What's that? Su Super Glover. 
Let's hear it. Super, super Grover, right? My <laughs> older, I have three older brothers, the one in the middle. I'm sorry, the youngest of the three. I, 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 he, he, when I was young, he called me Bert and I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. And he still does it now to irritate me. If he really wants to get under my skin, he'll call me Bert. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So. Do you call him Ernie? Uh, I, no, I call him Day Day. His name's David. So I would always call him Day Day. And that used to drive him absolutely bonkers as well. well aren't so. brothers great? Brother, yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 H- how about you, Matthew? Do you have any siblings? I do. I'm the, the oldest of uh, three kids, my two younger brothers and my little sister. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you, were, were you, did you torment them as well? I, no, absolutely not. Oh, I was no, no. the uh, perfect child who never bothered their siblings whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so, so Matthew, we're, 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 you know, happy to have you on the show. Um, one of the things that we do and, and, and we're excited to get to your, um, your top 10 list. Uh, and, it, and do you want to, before, you know, we'll just tease everybody. What What's the top t- 10 list about? Ooh, so the top 10 list we have today are multiverse Captain Americas or characters that are a Captain America-like character in their, their section of the multiverse. Oh, I love this. Very cool. So, yeah. so none of these are in the 616? Arguably, no. The 616 okay. sometimes kind of folds in on itself and maybe some of them have visited but they're okay from the 616 okay excellent well we we're, we haven't done that before so we're, we're yeah looking for, i love, I your love topic. it i wish i thought of it myself yeah bob you should try probably do more um so all right but tell us a little bit about you um tell us a little bit about your your background where do you live uh you know give us some some of the facts yeah, so I currently am living in Pocatello, Idaho. So that's kind of the southeast corner of the state. Oh, I, in the corner? Yep, in the corner. I, I, I have a my own little private Idaho there. Oh, very nice. Bob got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got tired of that, that, that reference to the movie. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I am currently working for the the county in the area as a uh, criminal prosecutor. So I'm an attorney that represents the state and um, helps assist in putting the bad guys away. Nice. So you kind of are your own little Captain America in, in your own way. Yeah, it's 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 nice being uh, wearing the white hat. You know, kind of helping people out the way I can when I can. Nice. Uh, and so you. Um, now you, you, I think you mentioned off air, you're, you're married too, right? I am. Yes. Okay. So how long have you been married? I've been married for nine years now. Wow. Congratulations. Any kids yet or no? Nope. No kids yet. Someday, but not yet. Okay. Well, you know what? You're, you're pretty busy, uh, being a big kid yourself, right? I'm, I'm looking at what's behind you right now. Can you tell the listeners what is uh, your wall of 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 cap stuff and other things there? Yeah, so you're you're probably seeing the the wall of Funko Pops that have been stacked almost to the rafters, and then I've got a a comic book display that I rescued from a store going out of business that has four drawers in it and a bunch of places to display and 
I, I said, okay, as soon as I fill this comic book display, then, then I got to be done. Like I got to reassess. And now I have this thing filled with, you know, five more long boxes and it's showing no sign of slowing. So <laughs> it never ends. It never, it never ends. Uh, I can't, I can't tell you how many times uh, I have said, well, if I just get that and then, <laughs> and then that, that, that didn't, that didn't fill the empty hole in my heart. So I, I have to, <laughs> I, I have to still go. All right. So um, before we get into your first cap comic, uh, we do need, because this is a nightcap uh, series. And, and I think this is the third one. Um, we, we named that after the fact that, you know, Bob and I usually record in the evenings and we usually do have a, a drink of choice. And so we thought, what better way uh, than to make sure that our our guests, you know, are what just see what they're drinking? So, do you want to start with? Uh, do you have a, a drink of choice? Uh, I I do. So I I don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. but um, I have a soda from the Soda Mix uh, location here in town. I I don't know if this is like a nationwide thing, mm-hmm. but there all of these tiny soda shops that do specialty mixed drinks and usually they sell cookies. Okay. They're, they're all over the Wasatch front, like down to Arizona, all the way up to Washington. But this particular one that I go to has a captain America. And so, cap- cap- yep. At the like front the, like, door. The, like really? the drink is captain America or the cup is captain America. I can't make it out. So- so the the uh, title of the drink. So they give them all kind of different names, kind uh-huh. of the way you cocktail. And the Captain America, you can do a base of Dr Pepper or Coca Cola, and then they add blueberry, raspberry, and coconut cream. So red, white, red, and blue. Ah, very nice. It is. Uh, del- yeah, and I'm sure it's uh it's calorie free too, right? Nope, it's like just straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very nice. I like that. Uh Bob, what what about you? What are you drinking tonight? I uh I, I have a uh some Johnny Walker uh Irish whiskey orange in my my Captain America whiskey glass. Okay. My, my so so you have gave me. That's a John Walker Captain America. It's a John Walker Captain America. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. uh well, I mean, both we are... of you're putting me to shame here. Yeah. One's got a drink called Captain America and you've got a John Walker in a Captain America glass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got going on in your corksicle? Uh well, you know what? I I they're not paying me, so I'm not naming the oh, the cup, yeah. the container that it's in. But um yes, I have Megan got me this uh this container that is um it keeps things ice in here for like two days. It's ridiculous um, because she, she, she's a, she's a, a good woman. And she sees when I am outside in the hot sun, she's like, you, you got to get something that's going to protect that ice. So I have that. And in it is my normal drink, which is uh, I have some vodka with, um, Oh no, this is not my normal drink. This is like a summer drink. This is uh, some vodka with lemonade seltzer and uh and uh squeeze a lime wow you're yeah. a fancy man right? very refreshing yeah that's very, very refreshing nice. yeah i don't know why you say it's fancy uh, well no i said you're fancy mm. <laughs> yeah you're a fancy man that's, and, a, nice, that's a nice drink 
in the air while you drink it. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I always yeah. I do. Yeah. You don't? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're civilized people here. All right, um, Matthew, get into, tell us uh, about your first Captain America comic. How did you get into him? Yeah, so it's, I, in answering that question, I had to really think about it. Um, and it's because when I was a, just a little guy before kindergarten, my dad had a box full of comic books from his youth that he had. And this is the time where, you know, X-Men and the Batman, the animated series were on. And so I was all about that. And so the first time I ever remember seeing Captain America on a cover was actually on Amazing Spider-Man number 187. And it was terribly confusing for me as a kid because I was trying to figure out why Captain America and Spider-Man would be fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is that is the first one that I, I truly do remember. That's um, cool. Being in. Yeah, so my, my dad instilled in me kind of that that love of of comic books. And it, it was great because he, he kept them in this uh, cedar kind of box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, you know, like cedar and pulp paper, it takes me back to being like five years old. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah nothing like cool. a smell that can, can take you back. Yeah. And then I, I guess the second one would be the first Cap comic that I ever purchased for myself was the Captain America number 25. That's uh, Dave Johnson's um, cover he did when they were doing the Marvel Knights. Yeah, was volume this... four, very cool. And it it was it was super neat. Um, I, you know, where this is after nine eleven, and um, we were at Universal Studios in the Islands of Adventure. We we're having a good time, and I saw this cap cover, and I thought, oh, I got to pick up a Captain America comic. I haven't read one in a long time. So that was the first time I bought and paid for one with my own money and and reading them ever since. And that was a that was a good issue. That was one of those Bucky remembered issues. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Dave Johnson did some amazing covers uh, for that series. Uh, and so what what was it about Cap that um, made you continue ever since? Yeah, it's it's so interesting to have gone from, you know, Batman to X-Men and I think there's a certain, oh, this is going to sound real fancy, but the nobility of his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he always seemed like, and then he's, he's a man out of time. He's, he's an anachronistic. And I really kind of related to that as I was growing up, I wanted to be in the, the military and that was something I had been planning on doing. And, um, you know, Cap embodied the, all the ideas of what a good soldier is. And so I really kind of, uh, got the surface level of, oh yeah, Cap fights for the red, white, and blue, so he's he's a good character. But uh, you know, as I started to read, and there's there's a lot more to it than just the the surface level when you really get into you know those virtues of Captain America. Mm-hmm. So that's that staying power that it's always had. I've always liked Cap even before he kind of had his glow up here with the MCU. So yeah, and that's that's actually. You know, I know we were talking about that in the Facebook group um, recently, uh, talking about this is a really good time to be a Captain America fan because before the MCU, we weren't there weren't too many of us, uh, you know, and and there was um, I think I've mentioned this before in an earlier podcast, but it always seemed like there was a hierarchy, you know, within mm. within the the geek fandom. Right. You know, like. Uh, you know, the Batman fans and the Wolverine fans and the Punisher fans look down on Captain America fans, you know, because we are good at two shoe and, you know, and all that. And uh, but 
but the MCU and Chris Evans made him cool. And it was, it's such, it's, it, it makes my heart, you know, jump for joy when I see walking down the street and I see kids and grown adults, you know, wearing Captain America stuff. And, um, you know, cause man, you never saw that when you were younger. No. Yeah. I mean, even when you look at the old, uh, Marvel marching society t-shirts and things they used to advertise, it was Spider-Man and the Hulk and, Cap, you know, didn't didn't actually get the love that he's he so rightly deserves, you know? Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Hmm. So tell us, uh, you know, over the course of, of I guess, a, a couple decades, right, that you've been reading Captain America. Do you have a, a favorite creative team? You know, I it's it's been really interesting to listen to other Cap fans that have come on and, and talked about their favorite runs. And it, it usually tends to be the first one that they really read or right. know, the one that got them into it, the, that's their favorite. And I, mine's not really that, that different. It's, I'd have to say it's the Ed Brubaker run, mm-hmm. which is people have their opinions, but good run. That, I, I was in college and I had a month of Marvel unlimited access. And when I was, uh, when I should have been working more diligently at work, <laughs> but, diligently working away at the the brewbreaker run so i really love that one and that that was probably the first time i read a really long series from start to finish um and i loved how he was able to weave different things in and there were a lot of different themes that really resonated with me at the time so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you have a, a favorite uh comic uh favorite cap comic from that run or any other run Ooh, um, oh, God, it'd be tough. I, it, it, maybe not to switch gears, but I really love the, uh, the man at a time that Mark Wade wrote. Oh, oh the miniseries. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Really love that. And I, I think one of the ones scenes that's the most powerful to me is it's either the end of the first or second issue or so where Cap realizes that he's not going to be able to go home mm-hmm. and he, on the stairs and he's he's distraught and i that's such a, a realistic moment because you know it, i think anybody would be that way having been taken absolutely from everything you know into this strange world mm-hmm. i thought that was a really powerful uh, combination of art and story so yeah i i agree 100 percent. that it came out back in 2010 uh i could i think it was a five issue miniseries we covered it um panel by panel back in episode 31 uh, if anybody's hasn't read that and or they want to check it out because it was it's a very strong story on a lot of levels mark wade one of my all-time favorite captain america writers he just gets the character of steve rogers so well yeah he, he really does and and then he's you know he's been on the podcast before and i hope somebody out there is able to convince him to do you know maybe another mini series or something <laughs> doesn't sound like it's it's there yeah. but you know never say never right that's right you, you would think so i mean because yeah, i think he did if you include that man at a time right i think he did four maybe five runs uh, of captain america um but yeah that episode uh, we had him on the show was episode 78 and he did i think he said you know i will never write captain america again and i think it was more because of the political climate that we find ourselves in and he just didn't want to get sucked into that because cap inevitably becomes for some people a very political character and um 
Yeah, but it, it was a great conversation uh, with Mark, uh, episode 78. Yeah. Well, you know, Sh- Sean Connery said never again as well. And what <laughs> did we true. get? We got never say never again. So. Yeah, which yeah. Well, we, okay. we, he really should have said never. Yeah, he should have <laughs> probably just stuck to never again. Yeah. Now, speaking of, of podcast episodes, Matthew, do you have a, a favorite uh, episode? Uh, so I, I, I was thinking about this and I, there are so many good ones there, and, and they're also different sometimes. Um, we, you know, with the reviews or the, the guests or the, uh, the theater in, in some of the episodes. Um, but the one that I, I, I'm sorry, I, did I, you just say theater? The theater. Yes. Yes. Okay. We, Rick is a hell of a thespian. So, hey now. Hey, that. Yes. <laughs> I am not, I'm happily married. <laughs> And not that there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I realized I went back through and looked at all the, the episodes. And um, it turns out that I actually listened to the uh, episode 91, the one with uh, Lansing and Kelly. Okay. I actually listened to that six times. <laughs> oh, wow. You were the guy. It was me. <laughs> oh, no, that was you. Okay. But I was... I. I would just get done with it. I'm like, wow, these guys are really excited about the character. They got some good ideas. Maybe I missed something. I'd go back and listen to it again. Uh huh. Yeah, that was that was the first time we had him on when they it was shortly thereafter uh, that Symbol of Truth and and Central Liberty had just launched. So, uh, yeah, they were had a great conversation with them. Uh, it was great having him on. And then and then they came back uh, episode 121 to kind of you know, give us, you know, here it is a year plus later, uh, great guys, you know, and, and, and I thought they really got Steve Rogers. Um, I I thought they, I I thought they really got the character, um, had some interesting concepts, interesting ideas. It'll be cool to see them take those ideas moving forward with their new Thunderbolts series coming out in December. I, I really liked uh, Jim Zub's Thunderbolts that he wrote when Bucky was leading that team. Mm-hmm. And so thought, I, was, I wasn't disappointed, but I was concerned that they were taking off the, the title so quickly. But, you know, when I saw that they get to kind of finish out some of those ideas and they've got a really fun team put together and I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually, you haven't heard it yet because it, it comes out tomorrow. Um, but it's we we talked with editor Alana Smith and um we talked a little bit about why they left um uh, you know why why were they no longer on the series the two you know the series uh, both series uh, him and uh, Tochio Yabuchi and uh I also talked about what's coming up you know with with their work on Thunderbolts uh plus we get into you know the new JMS series so um that's episode 147 um which if you're listening now that came out like probably like three weeks ago but anyway we're, it was, yeah. it was a great conversation yeah <laughs> Matthew, is, is there is there uh is there anybody we haven't talked with yet on a podcast that that you'd like us to talk with talk to oh that's a really good question um i'd have to i'd have to think about that you know i i think it would be interesting to um, I mean, it'd be a big get to get somebody like Kevin Feige or uh, uh, one of those muckety muck types. Oh, mm-hmm. the muckety marks, yeah. But you yeah. know who I think would actually be really interesting um, is Christopher Yost, Chris Yost. So he 
he I've got a couple of questions for him because he wrote this really interesting series. Um, uh, it was and it didn't get finished. It got to like five issues out of the twelve. It's called I think it was Band of Brothers. But yeah, was, that was a great series. Well, it it started and then Loki showed up and all of the stuff was happening and uh-huh. using these golden age characters and the different context of World War Two. Yeah, reading that and I was, I was like, great. And then yeah. The, it didn't come out and it was like oh maybe just they're off a month and yeah it, it never finished and i kind of want to know what happened isn't that the weirdest thing i mean it, they 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 do tend to wrap up a lot of series but that was one where they just cut it off at the knees mm-hmm. yeah. well and and yost um some some people call it the yost verse but he did the uh, earth's mightiest heroes the animated mm-hmm. uh, avenger series and I loved how he was able to take those classic Jack Kirby stories and translate them in with the Avengers. And he, he takes the modern stuff and puts it in there too. And I, I think he's got a really good beat on the character. I think he really gets Cap. So he'd be an interesting one to have if we can find him. Yeah. All he's right. probably right next. You're writing, you're writing this down, Rick? Oh, yeah, I, I sure am, Bob. Take, um, take a memo. All right. He's a, he's a screenwriter, so he might be on strike. <laughs> now's the time to get to him huh? yeah i really want to get to this top 10 list so uh how do you want to cover this uh matthew how do you want to go through these these 10 multiverse versions of captain america yeah i i, I thought this would be kind of fun i really enjoy the top 10 episodes when we when mm-hmm. we do them <clears throat> all right i i didn't necessarily put these in any order because i you know they're all so different because it's a multiverse of heroes i didn't want to assign value to one or the other but all right so where do you want to start well i think we ought to start with the soldier supreme so that's steven rogers and so spelled with a ph like steven strange he comes from an event called the infinity warps which happened probably about five or so years ago where gamora used the infinity stones to fold reality in on itself and so we got some really interesting character mashups, um, like the Arachna Spider, which is a Moon Knight Spider-Man. Um, we had the Iron Hammer, which is a Thor Iron Man character. But the one that we're here for today is, is Steven Rogers, the Soldier Supreme. So you have to imagine uh, his look. He's got the cloak of levitation, the Eye of Agamotto on him. and he, But he's got the Captain America cowl. And he's got this great handlebar mustache. That's blonde. That is blonde. Yeah. So he uh, he was uh, a he volunteered to be you know like he like Steve Rogers does. And then Morgan Erskine, so Doctor Erskine, presented herself as a scientist, but her super soldier serum was actually a fraudulent cover for mystical rit- rituals, which enhanced Stephen's strength and physicality. While granting him access to the power, the powers of sorcery, Erskine was shot shortly after Rogers' transformation by a Nazi spy, and her true identity and origins were discovered by the military afterwards. So, while disappointed with Erskine's method, the army was pleased with the results, and Stephen was thrown into the theater of war. So he led the his unit comprised or comprised of Dum Dum Fury and Bucky Wong. Ah, I love it. <laughs> And they were known as the Howling Commandos of Hagoth. That's uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I I did not read this one, 
So I am I am new to this. So, uh, but I did see the Funko Pop. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I thought this was an interesting one because at first at first breath on it, you go, oh, that's that's kind of weird. But then you're like, oh no, Soldier Supreme. Ah, Steven with a PH. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah it's and always I, cool when they do the mashups like that. Yeah, and it you know the the art is pretty much exclusively it was done by Alberto Ramos, mm. so he has a very unique way of putting his characters together and and showing uh, kind of the magic of how he likes to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So that definitely took on its own personality. It's interesting that Funko would would did they come up with a whole line of characters from from this particular series? Because it just strikes me as odd that like they would snatch this one out of nowhere to do. Uh soldier supreme yeah they they did and the the first wave i think was about three or four characters and of all places it went to walgreen oh yeah so if you happen to be at walgreen on the right day at the right time you might be able to find one right right i I remember being at walgreens and seeing it and it was then uh, then i don't know a month or two later i I saw it on clearance at walgreens (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that. You, we were talking earlier about the uh, the five pack uh, Funko Pops from Amazon. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought for sure that was going to sell out, and I was so excited, so I bought it for full price. And, oh, of course, I bought yeah, two. me too. And and now I've seen it on sale for sixteen bucks, and was like, yeah, yeah, it got Amazon. Yeah, mine was a Christmas gift for me. So I, uh, me too. Yeah, uh, but it was just from myself. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably the biggest fan, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, interesting. I, well, I I had no idea at the time when I saw the Soldier Supreme Funko that it was actually tied to a No Kidding comic book. I, I guess I should have realized that, but uh, but now I know. Yeah, maybe we'll have to check out Infinity Warps. Very cool. All right, n- next on your list. Next on my list, we're gonna do one more mashup. So this is the the Super Soldier <sighs> from. Yes amalgam comics so i remember so, those you remember those i i do i i, I had i had there there were two one shots yes yes it was so amalgam comics came out of this big crossover event with marvel and dc and i remember when it came out because the the stores the that i went to had all these displays and they you had these little cards that they give you and you could vote on who was going to win in the fight in the D- Marvel versus DC. And they had a series of cards that I had the whole set of. And mm-hmm. at the very end of that, they introduced this amalgam universe, which is where Marvel IP and DC IP were pushed together. And one of the characters was um, Captain America and Superman. They were combined into this character, a little synopsis on him. He's, he's an, from the amalgam universe. And uh, in that reality, Clark Kent was given a super soldier serum created from the DNA of a dead baby Kal-El. The serum gave him powers of the main Marvel Universe Superman. He was later frozen in his battle with Ultra Metallo at the end of World War II. And then uh, he was revived later and and continued his fight. The other thing is he also led uh, Sergeant Rock and his howling Yeah, right. Yeah. And he fought the Green Skull. And the Green Skull. Right, Lex Luthor. Yeah, so it, yeah. he's an interesting character. And there's, 
you know, his, his upper torso looks like Cap. His bottom half looks more like Superman. And he had the, the shield, which is normally the S on Superman, the, the hope symbol. But that was what his, his shield looked like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an interesting character. Uh, I think they're one shots probably for a reason, because that would have been a hard series to to keep going with all the powers of Superman and Captain America in one character. Yeah. 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 Rick, if I had a dime for every time someone said my upper torso looked like Captain America and from the waist down, I looked like Superman. (laughs) (laughs) A a Superman who's been exposed to kryptonite. Right. I look like an amalgam. That's what that's what most people say. (laughs) Is that is that that what happened? You come out of the you come out of the shower. It's kryptonite, I swear. (laughs) Yes, it's kryptonite. (laughs) Uh, interesting fact about the super soldier we were just talking about mark wade he was created yeah. by Dave gibbons and mark wade i did not know that yeah um yeah that was a, a another one uh just mark wade playing with uh you know and mark who better right somebody who's who's been on both marvel and dc and uh yeah it it's fun interesting story i i mean you had me at uh the dead baby kl you, you know uh just just right there it's like yeah, wow that, that okay. all right so who's next on your list matthew why that would be steven rogers of earth 1610 so for those you know your your official earth designations that's steve rogers of the ultimates universe Oh, Ooh, yeah. he's a jerk. Mm, jerk face, I think, is the technical term. <laughs> is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Okay. He's he's a very interesting uh, approach, and he's I think he's pretty reflective of his creators. Uh, but he's uh, created Mark by... Miller and Brian Hitch. Yes. Right. Yep. So he, I think, there's a lot to be said about the Ultimates universe. Um, originally created with the imprint under uh, Ultimate Spider-Man with. Brian Michael Bendis, the world got expanded upon and more characters got kind of piled in and joined in with the 2002 publishing of the Ultimates. They had their own version of the Avengers mm-hmm. and the the Captain America, this universe tends to be a little more, well, maybe, maybe a little is the, the wrong word. He tends to be more brash um, mm-hmm. and he definitely has a different approach than, you know, the Steve we're used to in the 616. Well, that's yeah, putting that, it mildly. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to like him so much, uh, but he is not the Steve Rogers I grew up in love. This guy is a uh, he's well, he he is a badass, um, but he, like, yeah, he's he's more of a super soldier than a superhero. Yeah, and I I I think there's that famous panel where he says the a on my head doesn't stand for france yeah <laughs> right yeah that that uh that panel hasn't aged particularly well i would say right uh, when they're asking him about surrender or something like that yeah yeah I, but I, I will say because i wanted to talk about um there was a four issue mini series with ultimate cap that was done and it was written by jason aaron um and that was a, a very interesting uh, look and i think it 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 might be the best ultimate cap story in my opinion okay uh, i think jason aaron really does get the character i think especially in the 616 
but he, uh, he essentially meets the Captain America uh, of Vietnam. The I think it was uh, Frank. Frank, yeah, their version yeah. of Nuke, and yeah, yeah, he. It's pretty interesting how how that story played out. I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, and Ron was the artist, right, uh, of that miniseries? I think. I believe so. Yeah. It um, I, Jason Aaron, I think, gets the gets the character. I think he wrote him better than Mark Millar did, but mm-hmm. you know, your mileage may vary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny in the Captain America Facebook group, you, you don't see a lot of posts about. Well, obviously, there's a lot of variants here. You're going to talk about some you already talked about. Um, some are more well known than others, but but certainly the Ultimates Captain America is pretty well known. But we still don't see a lot of posts about it. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I, we did have uh, a member of our group, Jason Alvarez. Uh, is uh, he's a big Ron Garney fan, mm-hmm. and every year. Um, he he goes to I think Terrificon up in uh, Connecticut, and Ron Garney is in in that area. He lives in the area, yeah. so he he tends, and he always picks up something from Ron Garney. And it seems like he's gotten every time he goes, he gets a page from that ultimate ultimates <laughs> uh, or Captain America or huh yeah whatever the, the, the mini series yeah. that Jason Aaron did yeah yeah. Uh, so he posted that not too long ago in the group. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, and what's really interesting about the Ultimates universe is the the Ultimate series, the twelve issues, was really designed to kind of be like a movie, and to be kind of cinematic and maybe a little bit more grounded, a little more techno, a little less flashy than the six one six. But if you really look at how Chris Evans and the MCU have interpreted uh, Steve Rogers, he looks a bit like the Ultimate Cap, but he definitely does not act like the ultimate cap so yeah yeah pretty pretty interesting stuff all right well, good choice good choice for your uh your third your third up what else you got uh the next one i got I, this one's a little more niche obviously not as popular as ultimate cap it is gladiator steve he's from earth 16832. so if that rings any bells he's sometimes called the captain and this occurred during the events of secret wars so when all the uh, mm. chunks of planets and different realms were put together during uh, Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars event, uh, he was a gladiator who rose from, uh, you know, the the fighting pits to um, uh, to kind of his prominence there. Steve was forced to venture into the realm of Greenland, so it's a Hulk-infested area ruled by the Red King. Um, and his companion was Dot Green, a Hulk incarnation of Steve himself and the devil dinosaur, which is some of the art on it's fantastic. So it's huh. this gladiatored out like the shoulder pad and the big axe riding the big red dinosaur. And uh, it's a pretty interesting comic. It was Planet Hulk number one came out in 2015 and he was created by Sam Humphreys and Mark Lamming. And one of the interesting aspects of this Gladiator Steve's character is his entire purpose for going to the Greenland was to gain favor to find his partner, Bucky. And it's kind of one of the first, I think, canon Steve's that has kind of a um, same gender attraction with one of his partners. So it's implied, you know, it's different. He's obviously not the 6161 and he's a little different, but 
definitely a, a Steve Rogers through and through. Yeah. You know, he kind of reminded me of too, was um, the way he looked, you know, as the, as this gladiator, you know, almost like a barbarian type of thing. Mm -hmm. My very first introduction to a variant Steve Rogers was when back in uncanny X-Men 190. And this was Chris Claremont and John Romero Jr. were on on the book at the time. And there was this uh, this villain who uh, was named uh, Kulan Gath. And it actually was from Conan the Barbarian's time period. But mm. he was so old and so ancient. He was still like somehow in, in this time period. And he, he comes, he turns New York City, he just uh, he casts a... a a spell over New York city and it turns it into a, uh, a barbaric historical type society. So we got to see whoever was in New York at the time turn into these type of characters. And, and there's this really cool version of Steve Rogers where he's like a barbarian and he looks kind of like, you know, the, this gladiator. And, you know, um, that was the first time I was like, that's really cool version of Captain America. You know, he had a shield and, you know, he had, uh, the, but the clothing and he had long blonde hair and he didn't wear a mask. And uh, it was just, I know if anybody remembers that from uncanny X-Men 190, uh, make a note of it in, in the Facebook group. Cause that to me was like the first time I saw a different version. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. It's, I, I think the first time you, you see a multiverse character, it's, there's always those similarities that connect them to characters, you know, but they're always different enough. You go, Oh yeah, that's kind of a, a cool twist or a different spin on it. So yeah. Who's, who's the next spin we got next one. Uh, this is Colonel America. He is the Ooh. Steven of earth 2149. So if, if anybody out there knows which universe this is, this is the zombies Marvel yeah. zombie. So fans call him Zombie Cap, but the Steve Rogers variant was actually a colonel. Uh, so he finally, you know, got past his captain rank. <laughs> and uh, even uh, he even served a term as uh, partial term as president. He was president of the United States when the zombie outbreak occurred. But he was uh, claimed by the zombie plague and, you know, trans transformed into a ravenous flesh eating monster as depicted in Marvel Zombies in 2005. Unsurprisingly, the character was created by Mark Millar and Greg Land. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember when that came out. I actually had my store back at back at, when when Marvel Zombies came out and it, it, it kind of became a huge hit. Um, and, you know, the it was first, I think, introduced in. Did you say Ultimate FF? Right. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And then it made its way into uh, its own miniseries. Uh, Robert Kirkman was uh was the was the writer and of course he was doing walking dead and so here he is over for marvel and he's doing a marvel version of, of the zombie world apocalypse uh it was really cool yeah and you're right we we always call him zombie cap but he's a colonel <laughs> well you know eventually i mean he was president too so this is damn rank rick he sure as <laughs> hell earned it yeah yeah I, okay uh yeah funny story about robert kirkman because we talked about how, uh, you know, you go by Matthew, but, you know, sometimes people just automatically just call you Matt. 
And uh, I, I was interviewing Robert Kirkman back when I had my store and, and on for my website at the time. And I, I had him on, I was talking to him and I said, um, you know, do you, do you, do you go by Rob or Bob? Like, what can I call you? He goes, it's Robert. And then he <laughs> went off on a tangent. He was like, I don't understand why everybody thinks they could just call me Bob or Rob or Bobby. It's Robert. And I'm just like, okay, I'm so hey, sorry. Yeah, that's why we ask. Yeah, yeah. And, and this was this was before the Walking Dead TV TV show came out. So uh, he was hot, but he wasn't like you know uh, a household name at that point. But yeah, I digress. You did the whole oh. lighten up, Francis. Did you do that one? No. Yeah, don't call me Francis. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you know the the zombie. <laughs> were featured in a, an episode of uh, what if in the on the disney plus series and you know very different take on it but yeah made it mcu adjacent right brought it back you know repopularized i think the zombie characters so yeah plus i i, I have my uh i have my funko pop of them ah yes it they did a pretty good job on that sculpt it's a pretty good looking pop yeah but, the, that's the, the one from the what if right the zombie yeah. cap yeah. Do you have the 12 inch one? That's a rather personal question, don't you think, Bob? <laughs> All right, I'm moving along to the next character. I'm sorry. Yes. All right. So this next character, uh, I should I, I won't give it away. Their designation is Earth 982. So if anybody's quickly trying to Google that, this is Sharon Carter, also known as Matt. Yes. So, yeah, I knew Bob would be excited about this one. Yes. So I I first encountered American Dream in the five part Captain America core series um, from oh god probably about ten years ago. Um, she is the cousin of a Shield agent Sharon Carter who grew up idolizing Captain America. She got a job working as a tour guide for the Avengers Mansion. And when the new Avengers team was formed, she was invited <laughs> to join. And uh, she designed a costume, created a disc weapon that looked like a miniature version of Cap Shield, and has undergone a lot of physical training to make herself as strong and agile as humanly possible. So she does not have, as far as I know, the, a super soldier enhancement. So, Oh, she's got enhancements, all right. <laughs> yeah, those boots. Look at those boots. Look at those boots. Yeah. Uh yeah, so interesting. Like there was um who do we have? Oh, we had um recently on the show, uh Scott Koblish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's Scott cool. Koblish was on the show. Uh <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah, he he had been very much involved with that character. Um yeah. But you know, I we need to cover maybe one day is that that mini series that was uh written by that Roger Stern. Oh, Captain America core. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about variant caps, right? Yeah. yeah there's quite a few oh, yeah. in there. It's like five, right? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's an original character that we'd never seen before. Um, and he's, he, he's from the future. He's one of the future cap characters. And I had it down to, to him or to Sharon Carter, the American mm -hmm. dream. Like, ah, I, Excellent choice. <laughs> excellent choice yeah, yeah well that done. that other character you're talking about he he was like a descendant uh and it had like all these different nationalities you know he truly was 
uh, kind of like this American Petri dish, you know? Um, and, and I think, uh, that was really interesting. Um, some, some say he may be even a descendant of, um, Luke Cage, I think. I think, yeah, right. yeah. He definitely yeah. has Luke Cage physique. So, yeah, I actually just picked recently picked up a copy of a next number four, the first, first appearance of, oh. uh, of American dream. Because I am like super hopeful, you know, because I'm, I'm just the sort of guy that, that like believes in pipe dreams, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, since they, they did away in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this idea that Sharon Carter was going to, you know, be the big baddie, that maybe some sort of, we'll see something, maybe, who knows, I would love to see her, you know, as, as American Dream. Oh, I'm yeah. hopeful. I hope she brings eternal to my breast. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Some good ones. Uh, let's see. I think we've got what? Like, are we halfway done? Yeah, we're, halfway we're done. Past four more. Four more. Ooh, all, right. all right. Who's next? All right. So this one is a Stephen Rogers from Earth seven zero one zero five. Excellent. And this is a this is a really great story. I think maybe we ought to review it someday. But it's called Bullet Points. Yes. So this is a series that begins on December eighth of nineteen forty. When Dr. Abraham Erskine is killed by a German spy, along with military police officer Benjamin Parker, before the super soldier was to be used in Project Rebirth. Due to the assassination, Project Rebirth was canceled. The U.S. government activates Project Iron Man and asks Stephen Rogers to participate in it. Steve accepts and is permanently bonded to the Iron Man armor. Iron Man debu uh, debuts during the Battle of Guadalcanal, going on to help the Second World War. Rogers goes on to become an essential part of American military tactics over the resulting decades. So it's a it's a great perspective on, I think, what really makes Steve Steve, because he mm -hmm. he was given the Captain America mantle. He was never given the super soldier serum. But when there was an opportunity to serve in this Iron Man capacity, he had no flinch to do it. He he jumped in and um, which created an interesting rippling effect, which is what about what you know bullet points is about. Mm -hmm. He uh, ends up living through all these decades that he would have been in ice in the mm -hmm. regular. So uh, he was created by J. Michael Straczynski and Tommy Lee Edwards, and this came out in two thousand six. Yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool take on it. Um, you know, hopefully one of these days we can get uh jms uh on the show and uh talk to him you know obviously he's a, the the new writer right for the new captain america series coming out soon but um but yeah this is you know he had a very cool take on steve rogers here yeah and i i, I definitely think that uh putting cap in the armor um obviously echoed into the uh the what if with uh with agent carter and the hydra stomper and the hydra stomper it, it, yeah overlays but yeah i wondered if there was an influence there on on the, that creation of the hydra stomper because i don't recall ever seeing anything similar to like that similar to that uh, in the lore so i definitely think that uh, bullet points influence the what if conception yep yeah <laughs> so i was a, a a really broke college kid and i was at a bookstore and i i saw this bullet points trade and you know i was waiting on other people and so i I read it as quickly as I could in the store and I, I just remember reading it very quickly and it was a really, really great read. So I had to go back and buy it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I got to revisit that. That was a really good story. I, I read it about six months ago. And this is one of those things where like in the Facebook group, somebody mentioned it. And I'd never heard of it before, honestly. And I picked it up and, and read it. And so, you know, thank goodness for the Captain America comic book fans Facebook group. Absolutely. All right, Matthew, what, who's, who's next? We got three left to go. We got three left. So this one is kind of a, a personal favorite of mine. I think it's a very interesting concept, but these are the uh, cell block Steves. So this, uh, these characters showed up in the Avengers Forever number seven. Um, that was written by Jason Aaron. And at, the, at this time, there's a lot of multiversal things happening in the Avengers storyline. And it basically starts with these handful of guys that all happen to have the first name Steve. They wake up in these cells and they don't know how they got there. They don't know who each other are. But as soon as a door opens, this guy runs through it and then is immediately thrown back in, injured. And so this happens every day. The door opens and they're trying to figure out how to get out of this prison cell. And it turns out each of these guys, spoiler alert, if you're going to go read it, pause now and then come back. <laughs> Uh, each of these guys is a Steve Roger from somewhere else in the multiverse. Yeah. What was being done is they needed to create an army that could fight the, the Mephisto multiversal army that had started destroying the multiverse. And uh, they kept what they would happen is these guys would run through this door and basically a cap shield would fling out and knock them back into the cell. And so it was that grind time over time, getting better and getting stronger and becoming a super soldier that these, you know, physically weak characters had to, to do. So there was a, a weak comic artist. There was an anti-establishment uh, rabble rouser. There was a shy introvert. And there was a dog named Steve who all had to get through this <laughs> course. Yeah. Um, so they each, each time they keep getting beaten back down, they're trying to get stronger. They're doing push-ups. And eventually they convince Weapon America, who's a Steve Rogers who kind of had the Weapon X treatment. So he's got the claws, he's got the adamantium skeleton, but he's also got the, the face tattoo with the flag and the Nick Fury eye patch. So he's, he's been put through the ringer and he had stopped trying, but he sees these guys continually trying and he's, he's renewed and helps get through. And these guys finally make it through these five guys out of the cell block and they're met by other multiverse captain americas and they're given their own shields and you know welcome to the service it's it's a very interesting story um definitely that resilient resiliency part of the character yeah i i love this i love this issue uh matthew and uh it was a real treat to read it because uh it's not i didn't know what to expect obviously when you pick this up the avengers forever series is you know every issue is, is a little bit different and so picking this up, not knowing where it was going to lead, it had a really great ending, you know, great message about all these different Steves and, uh, and they were all able to pull it together and, uh, and be resilient. That very cool. Good, good selection. Yeah. I definitely uh, what he said. <laughs> definitely recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Yeah. All right. We're down to our bottom two. Ooh, the bottom top two. two or, or top two or okay. middle two because <laughs> it's the multiverse it comes in goes and i like it uh, nice yeah there you go all right so this is the stephen rogers from earth 460 
So when we're first introduced to him, he goes by the name Roja. So R-O-J-A-H-A. And he appears as a tall, blonde, Native American uh, bodyguard. And this is in the Marvel's 1602 series. So for those of you that are not familiar with what 1602 is, imagine if you had the MCU start or the Marvel universe starting in Shakespeare's time where you've got the queen and, you know, uh, all these different characters, but they speak in this uh, very Shakespearean language. And uh, this particular Captain America would have, it was very interesting because he was uh, fighting in his universe and he was thrown back through time to 1602. And knowing what he knew, he made contact with the uh, local Native American groups and kind of kind of started to alter the course of American history a little bit by kind of preparing them for what was going to happen. And uh, he helped protect the early Roanoke colonies. And then as, as things kind of went on, his presence in the past started to trigger all these other things. So Nick Fury kind of shows up in his capacity as the Queen's advisor. There's a blind bard who has better sight than he lets on to. And so these things all start to echo because because uh, Steve Rogers was, again, a man out of time. So very interesting. Um, the colonists, when they saw him, assumed he was a Welsh Indian. So they uh, obviously... Uh, giving him a different racial identity amongst the natives but uh, eventually he was returned to his own time uh, this character is created by andy kubrick and neil gaiman i gotta be honest i've never read this this series yeah me either uh um, but you got me interested now yeah it does sound interesting and it sounds like there might be i mean is this is this simply adventurism is there a, is there a, a higher point is there a message in this uh, in this series? There is. So it's it's a very interesting uh, combination uh, of characters, and and this particular series has been revisited a few times with different stories. Um, the the Fantastic Four were adventuring pirates. Uh, d d you know, Angela becomes a demon hunter, and in another version of it, uh, it, it ultimately kind of comes back to. I think Steve's the interesting thing is Steve being there and trying to make the America the best that he could in his mm -hmm. situation, because rather than just being a man out of time, he, he adopts a group of people. He, you know, vows to protect them and help them and very in line with his character, very different appearance than we're used to seeing him for yeah. the majority of issues is absolutely silent. He doesn't say anything. Interesting. He doesn't give a speech at some point. Well, I think it's kind of a reveal that he's the person that's out of time that's caused all the events. You don't find that out till the end of the yeah the end of the story. So interesting, interesting. All right, I'm and, sold. Well, and I would recommend getting you know getting a copy and reading it because um, the rumor is, and I guess they confirmed it last year. Uh, Marvel, what if we'll be doing a 1602 episode? Oh, I I didn't hear that. So interesting all right i'm in or it'll be a little different yeah so are we gonna i better oh are we gonna have a funko roja oh i sure hope so i hope so <laughs> yeah all right what do you got for your uh your top billing 
All right. So the my, my last and certainly not least, um, I imagine that people were probably shouting at their headphones and wondering when this character was going to come up. But I know Bob is. Uh huh. I I think we'd be be completely wrong if we didn't include Captain Margaret Elizabeth Peggy Carter. So Captain Carter. Never uh, heard she, of her. Never, never. <laughs> so, so most people are probably familiar with uh, Captain Carter's origin, but the reality is, is she didn't actually originate in a comic book. She was conceptualized by a uh, a video game, like a a mobile game where it's a puzzle quest, where they said, "Oh, yeah, what if this occurred?" So they had this character and didn't give her a whole lot of backstory, and then slowly she started to kind of appear as this alternative and then of course um, she had her own series after the what if series and she was one of the uh, characters that the exiles meet um, in that series in issue number three of the 2018 run so she's had a couple of different iterations she's had a couple of different looks um but yeah very a very interesting character very simple uh what if it was her instead of Steve? And obviously she shares a lot of common traits and, uh, you know, resolve that I think Steve does. Hmm, interesting. I am a big fan of, of Captain Carter, um, which is a slightly different. And then and, and as you pointed out, her first appearance in Exiles number four was, was a Captain America variant. Uh, and only later in What If, and, and of course in, in her own series in Avengers number uh, Avengers Forever, uh, she appeared as Captain Carter, uh, the British variant. Um, big fan of this character. I'm I'm just giving Bob enough space to yeah to to, to say whatever <laughs> he needs to get out. Yeah, well here it is. Here's my thing, Matthew. This is why I'm such a big fan. I, obviously, I just love the character, and who I mean. You know, who doesn't love the character? The um, I, you know, I, I, I have this fantasy, you know, I have a 13 year old. Son. Okay. We're just going to stop. Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a 13 year old son who I keep saying someday this will all be yours. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to put it on eBay. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, I'm planning like, you know, it skips a generation. Right. So I always, I'm like, well, you'll have a son someday and, and someday this will all be his. And then I think to myself, what if he has a daughter? I need to be prepared for that. Right. So one of the reasons I picked up that, uh, that a next number four with America dream first appearance, I was like, what if he has a daughter? Right. But I also have my collection of captain Carter collectibles and comics, because I thought, what better like alternative for uh for my granddaughter my hypothetical future granddaughter who may not be into captain maybe she'll be in the captain carter and she'll want the captain carter funkos and the statues mm -hmm. and the comics so i think it's a great character and i do hope we see more of her in the second uh series of what if and i hope i hope we see her more in the comics as well yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, they did that, that five issue mini series, which I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't quite as, a, yeah. not, not the direction I thought it would go, but yeah, um, I, I am excited. I know she's set to make an appearance in season two of what if, uh, one of the things I kind of like about collecting Captain Carter is it's very limited. Like 
Yes. There's a million cap things, but there's a handful of Captain Carter things. So it's a little yeah. more. You can be a completionist with Captain Carter. The one of the tricks has been getting the uh, the, the Funko sodas. Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah. Ask so, ask Bob if he's opened up any of those. Oh, see, but you have to open them to see if you get the chase. <laughs> no, I have the chases. They're all chases. Explain it, Bob. Yeah. Go ahead and explain it to him. Yeah, you know what? It, what? It, what is it? Uh, Heidinger's cat. You know, Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat. Right. You know, so if the cat is both alive and dead until you, you know, look in the box, and so that's the same thing for my my Funko sodas. Right. They are both the regular and the chase until I open the can. <laughs> so i have all chases as far as i know <laughs> very nice yeah all right. right so all right so so cool cool top 10 list we didn't rank them but i'm curious does anybody have well i don't know i mean this is this is like a a layup for bob but who's your favorite that Ooh. that matthew put in this 10 Ooh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I love Captain Carter. You know, I love Captain Carter, but we all know you love. Captain yeah, Carter. I, I do think, you know, as much as I don't really love the character of uh, the Earth 1610 Ultimates Captain America, I do think uh, it's an interesting character just as a, as you know, to in contravention, right, to juxtapose against the 616 Captain America. I think it creates an interesting conversation. And so from that perspective, I wouldn't mind seeing more conversations about it in the Facebook group and some comparisons about how they handle things differently and their backgrounds and, and even their love interests. Right. So that's um, true. Yeah. So I, I, I think for me, that would definitely be the most interesting variant. Okay. All right. How about you, Matthew? Did you have a favorite of these? Oh, I, you know, they're, they're each kind of special to me. That's why they made my top 10 list. Um, I, I do really like Captain Carter. Um, I, there's a, there's a great cover that came out. It was in promotion with the, uh, the mobile game and it's, uh, it's Captain America, Captain Carter, and she's got the shield on, on the side. She's doing the, uh, Rosie, the Riveter. Pose. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, do it. I, I, as soon as I saw that it was a sleeper variant, nobody ordered it cause nobody's buying these game variants. And I think it was like a one in 10 or it was a, it was a ratio variant. So not a lot of them out in, in the wild. Mm -hmm. And saw that come out and like oh i gotta get one of those and that's i'm, I'm glad that i did very wise choice that's been a difficult variant for a lot of collectors to find yeah 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 that's hard to get very expensive now good choice good choice. rick how about you you got any uh preferences um yeah i i well there's there's certainly a few in here that i haven't read before so i i, I would not check those out at some point um but i would say I'm going to go with Iron Cap from Polar Points. I have a soft spot for the the pre-Super Soldier Steve Rogers because it's about the character of the man as opposed to, you know, any anything else. So, uh, you know, seeing seeing him continue on to, uh, you know, as a hero and, and what he can do to help his country during the war uh, without having gotten the super soldier serum. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'd like, it's a cool take on, on, on the characters. I thought for sure you were going to say soldier Supreme and, and it, 
But I haven't read that one. I know, but you you have a certain visual similarity. Oh, the from here down. The, the blonde gar- goatee. Yeah, you could like slap on the cowl, I think. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, Halloween this year, buddy. Yeah. Soldier Rick Supreme. <laughs> okay. And then right, so- candy bars, full size. so i have to ask uh, of all these 10 characters which one was the biggest surprise or biggest kind of standout that you hadn't heard of before i'm probably gonna well hadn't heard of before the gladiator steve i i didn't read the battle world secret wars uh so i really wasn't familiar with him the others i had heard of you know i may not have read them all uh you know like the the marvel 1602 i i didn't read all of it but i did read some of it um you know it's been a long time since i've i've read some of these other ones but that one i was not familiar with interesting i i i would say the soldier supreme um because the only the only way i would have ever been familiar is with the funko pop character which i thought was just made up by funko uh i didn't realize it was actually associated with uh, a comic so uh news to me so i'm looking for i'm actually going to pick that up and, and thumb through it and take a look at it and, and see what the hubbub's about all right so uh this has been a lot of fun uh having you on the show matthew thank you for for being a, a patron and supporting the show we um really do appreciate that was there anything else uh while while you're here and you've you've got the soapbox uh it, was there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about uh uh during this episode Oh no! I feel like I've I've taken up uh, plenty of time here uh, with, with my my top ten list. Nothing but, you want to share with Kevin Feige or Alana Smith or Tom Bravor, you know, because you know they're listening. Well, I I think of what I would say to the listeners. Uh, one of the best panels uh, that has come out in in Marvel Comics recently was uh, featured Steve Rogers, and he was carrying a casket on his shoulder by himself, and the text around it was written by Jason Aaron talks about how this last surviving World War II veteran uh, always wanted to be buried and have a, an honor guard of guys that he'd served with and, and peers. And we're getting to the, to the end of our World War II veterans where we don't have mm-hmm. very many left. And I think that particular panel with Steve carrying this veteran to his final resting place is probably one of the best panels. And, you know, I, I've posted it in the, in the Facebook group a couple of times, but if you haven't checked that out, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, and and thank you for posting it in the group too because it always gets a lot of comments and and some reactions. Um, it's a moving, it's a moving story or moving panel, um, you know, with uh, with everybody kind of standing around watching Cap carrying the casket. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um. So Bob, I did talk about next episode, right? We're going to be doing this fantasy captain america fantasy draft now right uh matthew do you do you follow football at all or have any interest in fantasy football uh no okay, <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> all right well you can help bob then yeah all right you. so so basically the premise here is that in in a fantasy football draft uh you are competing against other people to build your team and then eventually those players are going to in real life get do things on the field that will result in 
points and then whoever has the most points wins, right? So there's whatever. And, and the way they get those players is through a draft, right? So uh, the draft is somebody picks this, picks a player, then the next person goes and you kind of go, you know, you know, whatever. But there's only going to be two of us, Bob. So we're going to go back and forth, right? So um, what are the parameters? Now we're building 10 characters, right? We're building our own Captain America series. Okay. So uh, if you could have any 10 characters to make your Captain America series, who are they going to be? I'm going to pick my 10. Now we might be battling it out for some of the same characters, right? So we're going to, we're, you know, there's going to be a little strategy here. Now, here are the, here are the parameters. You ready? All right. Captain America is, we already assume Captain America is in our, in our series. It's, it's the other 10 characters. Okay. We got to have a love interest. We got to have a main villain and a secondary villain. So two villains, one being the main villain and then somebody else who also appears. We have to have a former foe who is now an ally. Do I need to give examples of that, Bob? Now, this has to be a, an actual former foe who is an actual ally in the comics. Yeah. Not, not a hypothetical, notional, not a correct. Clean. Okay. So somebody like Black Widow. Okay. Right? Uh, somebody, John Walker. Right. All right. All right. Um, so the so so there you go. And then you need to have a civilian, somebody who is not powered, is not a hero, not a villain, but a civilian. All right. That could be Jarvis. Okay. Right. That could be anybody who's been in a Captain America story. All right. And these are all are somehow associated with Captain America at some point. Right. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. Ooh, tricky. Oh, Captain America's been around for nine decades, okay. you know, 40s through the 2020s. Okay. You got to have somebody representing at least five different decades. Right? Now, this is this is somebody who was introduced in that decade. So it couldn't be like well, I don't know. I'm just going to I'm going to pull Bucky Barnes, right? Bucky uh -huh. Barnes would be from 1940s. All right. Okay. You're not going to say, well, well, he he showed up in 2000. No, no, no. Where was he introduced? You got to have somebody from five different decades represented. Right. Okay. So now, now you're kind of figuring, okay, how am I going to build this team? And you better have backup plan because I could take somebody, you could take one of mine and then, mm -hmm. then it all goes to hell. All right. We're going to have two minutes to make our picks. Okay. Okay. Nah, that's yeah. too long. We're going to do, we'll have, well, all right. We'll have, how about this? We'll have one minute to make our pick and then, then we'll have however, however long we want to, uh, to explain it. Right. Like mm -hmm. if I pick uh, again, let's say I pick Jarvis as my civilian, right. 
then I will, can get into. And this is how I'm thinking Jarvis is going to be in this story. He's going to yeah. have, you know, this kind of role or whatever. And this is why I picked him, you know, so so we'll explain our picks after we make our picks. Uh huh. Then what we'll do, we'll have our teams and then we'll post it on the Facebook group as a poll and people can vote for which which team they would want to see as as a as a Captain America story. All right. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Does that sound fun? All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Are you up to the challenge? I am. I'm gonna All need right. a refill. Hey, can I get a refill here? I'm gonna need a refill on this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lubricate what do you think, motors. Matt? Does that sound like a fun episode? Oh yeah. I think uh, adding the one character from each from five different decades that you know you start going okay well is my love interest from the 80s is my villain from the 90s and i got to go back that i think that adds a fun element to it yeah so bob you actually got to come prepare for this one all right all right you're asking a lot but i'll do what i can <laughs> all right i'm excited for it. i can't wait to do it ah oh, and then and then after that episode 152 we have a guest and i can't wait to tell the guest but I, you know, our patrons get to get that information first. So I'll be sending an email out to our patrons so that they we know who the guest is and they can submit a question. So a couple cool episodes coming up. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thanks so much uh, to, to Matthew Glover for, for coming on, uh, being our guest, being a patron of the show uh, for our nightcap series. Uh, and for Bob Lucius, I'm Rick Fabanis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. And now the exit music plays. That's it.